0: Almost afternoon. Good day to you. Good day to you. I'm Savannah. I'm Alicia, and this is burden of proof. Disclaimer: I'm getting over the flu. Yeah.
1: I sound a little
0: nasally, but you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm feeling much better. Good, good, very good. Probably won't after today because this case is gross. Yeah, it's a it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. <laughs> I just.
1: I don't know what to say, but I feel, once again, I chose a case <laughs> that I feel is important for people to hear because it was big news in Ohio Yeah, locally, but I don't know how big it was you know, nationwide, worldwide, well, considering whatever.
0: Considering how much I know about true crime and I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. You and know. there's a lot of victims.
1: Yeah. There's 11- dead victims and victims that survived. Yep. So yeah, it's a lot. So it's going to be a two-parter and I don't know. I'm going to do my best. It's a lot of information. It's very it's very timeline intensive. So yeah. I'll do my best to kind of not make it sound so like and on this date this happened and on yeah, this date Yeah, you're this good happened. about not doing that. Yeah.
0: So, we'll see. I don't think we have any other business to do before we start today. I don't think so. All right.
1: I think we're good.
0: We're going to jump into it. it.
1: Yeah. All right, everybody. This case is about Anthony Soul, the
0: Cleveland Strangler. He was deemed that. I, yes, I had heard that, yes. but I had never actually heard his actual name. Yes, it's
1: Anthony Soule. He was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and on August 19th, 1959. His father, Thomas Soule Sr., had left shortly after Anthony was born. I don't think his parents were ever actually married. It's just as well that Thomas left, honestly, because he was incarcerated much of Anthony's life. So he really wouldn't, it, it would have been very in in and out Mm -hmm. of his life had he tried to be around. Thomas had been married several times, though, and had five children, including Anthony. The other four were significantly older than Anthony. Okay. Anthony did not actually meet his half-siblings until he was two years old. One of the eldest brothers, named Alan, was 16 years older than Anthony. So he would have been 18 when Anthony was just two. And he was really the only one in the family who tried to keep in contact with Anthony throughout the years as he was growing up. But as I know from experience having half-siblings, that's, that's kind of difficult to do. When you have half-siblings, if your common parent isn't fully invested in both of your lives, it can make it very difficult to develop yeah. a, a real and healthy connection with your siblings. So. Anthony's mother, Claudia Garrison, and his grandmother predominantly raised him. His grandmother's name was Irene Justice. Claudia had 4 kids including Anthony. All of them had absentee fathers. Okay. So, that's just to give you a picture. I I you know, I hate to say it, but it was very typical of the time and the area. That they lived in. Claudia worked, of course, being a single mom, Claudia worked multiple jobs to keep the household going, which required the children to be self-sufficient and keep the house maintained on their own. According to Anthony's testimony in court after the fact, he was exposed to a lot of sexual activity when he was as young as four or five years old. And he even recalled an incident where he was quote messed with by one of the older boys in the family. I'm assuming in within the family. And Anthony said that he he remembers defending himself by biting okay. the guy. The, it was I think he was significantly older, so like teens. Okay, possibly. He also shared during that testimony that he had been sexually abused around age seven, by a neighbor that everybody called Princess. Okay, Princess. Yeah. Not really royal behavior there. No. (laughs) Not (laughs) at all. Claudia moved the family to a larger home in East Cleveland in 1969 after the sudden death of her daughter, Patricia Davis. This was her eldest daughter. Patricia had died from natural causes from a congenital heart defect she had combined with asthma. That, of course, was devastating for the family, I'm sure. And with Patricia gone, Claudia then had to take in her seven kids. So there's... So at this point, she has three of her own kids living with her and her mother. And then she takes in Patricia's seven kids. So there's 10 children. There's... 10 children. With one working parent. Two adults. One of which is working.
0: Yes. Lovely. That's so horrible. Yep. So with more
1: children comes more mess, right? And Claudia's expectations of the kids became increasingly unrealistic with hours of chores each day that had to be done. Had to be. Goodness gracious. The punishment for not doing your chores also increased and grew harsher. While neighbors and teachers recall Anthony being a nice, quiet kid, home life for Anthony was anything but quiet. Of course. In a
0: house with ten (laughs) kids. Ten kids. kids. It's impossible. Are you kidding? I love you. Your house has three kids and it's never quiet. No. Three kids and two dogs. Never quiet. Never quiet.
1: Nope. He regularly witnessed his mother and grandmother beat his nieces and nephews. Anthony's niece Leona reported that she and her, her twin Ramona would. Whoa, be- whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Yes. Rhyming names for twins was very popular
0: <laughs> back then. But, but these are particularly rough. Ramona and Leona. Okay. I just wanted to make you repeat it. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: So, Leona and Ramona, I'm going to say it again. Stop. Would be ordered to take off all their clothes,
0: oh no, and then
1: be tied to the banister so they couldn't duck or move when they were whipped front to back with whatever was handy. That could include
0: electrical cords, belts, sticks, or what people used to call switches. I know what switches. Yeah, that's horrible.
1: Leona claimed that. It continued even when she hit puberty and began to develop. So she would have to strip down. And then all the boys in the house would gather around to watch as she got beaten while naked. She specifically recalls Anthony often being present. And that sometimes he would just watch intently, and sometimes he would start laughing. Anthony's nephew, Jesse, who is Leona and Ramona's brother, would also be beaten, but he would only be asked to take down, or not asked, obviously. Told to take down his pants bent over and whipped on his butt and legs with whatever was handy. But he wasn't forced to, like, completely strip, you know. And if you're bent over somebody's legs, like, your business is kind of hidden. Yeah. Um, Jesse reported, like, once, of course, all of these claims and reports come out after everything comes out, after Anthony is caught and everything comes out, Jesse reported that there was a time where the beatings took place almost every single day. And... Leona also stated that she believed that her and Ramona were treated worse than the other children because they had darker skin. She says that Claudia would scream throughout the house, tell them black twins to get down here. It's time for a beating. She would like specifically call them black, even though the whole family is black. I have no words. Anthony's younger sister, Tressa, does admit that the Davis children did get worse beatings than she and her siblings. But she disagrees with Leona when it comes to their mother. She says that it was actually their grandmother, Irene,
0: who did the majority okay. of the beating.
1: Okay. So there isn't really a consensus there.
0: Well, and each kid may remember things differently when it comes yeah. to that. That's trauma. and Yeah. Tressa states that she, quote, couldn't
1: blame their mother for being very particular as Claudia worked very hard and wanted a clean home. Tressa, baby. And she couldn't do it herself. So Tressa also recalls a time when Anthony failed to get his chores done and instead went to boxing practice. Claudia drove down the street to find him. And when he approached Claudia to say hello, she punched him in the face. Oh, delightful! He screamed, "Mom, you broke my nose!" And she replied, "I don't give a fuck." Oh, that mother instinct
0: I, is so strong. <laughs> and then I,
1: I imagine that then it was get your ass in the car, and yeah. we're gonna go do this. But yeah, and I mean, I'm, you know, I know this. This is a big cultural difference. I hate saying that because abuse is abuse, but. I mean, especially back then, you had a ton of single black moms trying to raise families, trying to work jobs, trying to do it. So I'm not excusing abuse, but I will say it was definitely like handed down. Like, and now, but now online, you see, I see videos all the, often in my feed of people trying to break that cycle. Oh,
0: absolutely! Like I, the black I community, stepping up people. and saying.
1: No, it's not like what good. This doesn't fix anything. It doesn't make people better. It doesn't. Yeah. You know. And we
0: have it just as much in white culture. It's just it's it's quieter. Yes. I feel like. Oh, it's hidden. It's very oh, yeah. hidden because it's yeah. it's, you know. So it's definitely prevalent everywhere, but I love that this generation, yours and mine, are both working really hard to break the cycle.
1: Yeah. Well, yours is definitely working harder than mine did but, <laughs> but yes um i think my generation was more like we didn't necessarily fight it as much when we were younger but then as we grew up we're like we're gonna be different kind of parents you know and then but gen z's are just very yeah. no, no bullshit yeah. like that's not okay i will call child services <laughs> on you yeah. i don't care if i go to foster care yeah so, which, I mean, <coughs> if, if you use properly, cool. If not, because I have heard a couple stories about Gen Z kids, like, saying that to their parents when it was, like, absolutely not a children's oh, services no. situation. Well, and they were just being brats. But I digress. Okay. So, Anthony also testified in court that he, too, was beaten with cords and switches, etc., And he tells the story of a time he was suddenly awakened in the middle of the night, getting beaten with an extension cord. He's asleep. And he just is suddenly beaten. Yeah. He said that there was constant yelling and arguing over everything in the household, amongst the kids, between the, just all the time. And that there wasn't really ever any affection or love shown. Especially by his mother, he said that to to that day when he was testifying, he doesn't know how to show affection for his family, despite the fact that he loves them. Okay, that's really sad.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that. This is a hard case because Aww. you do. It's one of like you've said, like you feel so sorry for little Anthony.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, because little Anthony didn't he didn't deserve
1: any of no. that. None of these kids did. No. But,
0: so, you know, the rest of them didn't go on to do what no. Anthony did. So
1: They all had issues, though.
0: But I'm about to
1: get into that. Okay. So Lori James Towns, a social worker, kind of investigating after the fact, spoke with his fa- Anthony's family to learn more about his childhood. Okay. Claudia was elderly at this point. And okay. she, she was living with his sister Tressa and her main living area was she kind of was bedridden. Okay. In an adjoining room to their like living room area. And so she overheard Lori talking with Tressa and spoke up to get their attention. She said she wanted to talk to Lori herself. Claudia ends up corroborating much of what Anthony testified to in court. Okay. She admitted, yeah, we, we beat them. Yes, yeah. we did this. Lori Jamestown's conclusion of her assessment was that the children were exposed to a number of risk factors, including abuse and religious fundamentalism. Okay. Which I'm guessing predominantly came from the grandmother. Well,
0: yeah, that would make sense. Normally it does.
1: Lori also reported that nearly all of the, the children Claudia raised grew up to have mental health issues or substance abuse problems. Okay. Not shocking. And she explains in her report that Anthony did not learn how to form any healthy bonds due to growing up in, in such an environment.
0: Yeah, I, I, I believe you for sure. <laughs> So,
1: unfortunately, Anthony's school life wasn't much better. He was bullied quite frequently. And a former classmate of his recalls an incident in middle school where kids were taunting him about being a virgin. In middle school? In middle school. Well, you should be. Yeah, but a lot of them weren't. I mean, this is a place and time when... It was common for teenage pregnancy, and and like I said, he grew up in a household with, like, because his siblings were so yeah, much older. that's true. Like, they were having sex, then they started having kids young, and then... I mean, Patricia, his sister Patricia, who died, mm-hmm. she was fairly young, and she had seven kids already. Yeah.
0: A lot of kids. That is a lot of kids. I don't care how old you are, that's a lot of
1: kids. Yes. So... That incident at the school, they're teasing him about being a virgin. They were on the basketball court when Anthony then blows up throwing a basketball at one of the much bigger boys. This former classmate who's, you know, telling the story says that Anthony really was lucky in that moment because another boy stepped in and calmed everyone down. She said it was unusual because Anthony never seemed like a fighter. But the boy, he, th- the specific boy that he chose to throw the basketball at was not only much bigger than him, but like fought regularly. Okay. Was known for <laughs> fighting people. So wasn't the smartest move on Anthony's part. But if you snap and you just get sick of it, then yeah. I guess maybe he thought, I'm going to go after the big dog <laughs> and then everyone <laughs> else will leave me alone too. If I'm
0: going after it, I'm going for it. Yeah.
1: Timeline-wise, now we're to 1978. Okay. When Anthony turned 18, just months after his 18th birthday, Anthony left for Marine Corps boot camp. I wish I knew the Marine song. I don't. But that would have been funny. Always a good sign when somebody with a history of being abused and mental health issues goes into the Marines. He had actually... Signed up for the Army first, but changed at the last minute. When okay. A- yeah. When asked why he switched, he stated that he did so because the Marines were tougher, and he was going to prove he could do it.
0: Pro- proof to who?
1: And that was the next question. <laughs> who are you trying to prove it to? And he said, his mother, Claudia. A family member corroborated this in court, stating that Claudia told Anthony, for everyone to hear, that he would never make it in the army. So oh, he said, "So he said, I'll show you. I'll join the Marines. Oh it's my even tougher. Gosh. Some. Sp- well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I have no words. There's. Yeah. This is one of those cases that'll leave you speechless. Yeah." So some speculated that Anthony may have also left because he had just gotten his 17-year-old girlfriend pregnant, but the girlfriend later stated that he didn't know she was pregnant when he left. She never told him. Okay. So he goes on to boot camp, and he actually thrived in boot camp. He was even named an honor graduate and the only member of his graduating class to immediately be promoted from private to private first class.
0: It is always shocking to me how many serial killers um, do well in the military. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a long list of them. Um, yes. I guess I guess doing well is relative, but who do, you know? Yeah. I wish that I could speak to the
1: psychology of that, but it is kind of, there's got to be some logic there. Or well, a There is. Um, But I've never read up on it, so I don't, I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, there's there is. I'm not sure how much (laughs) of that I'm wanting to say because I don't want the, yeah, I don't want the government to come after me. (laughs) Um. (laughs) We'll just let that be. But yeah, okay. Moving on. Anyway, moving
1: on. So he went on to combat training, including a more advanced chokehold called blood chokes, which involves pressure to the carotid artery that stops the flow of blood to the brain and is considered a superior
0: killing technique. Oh, lovely. Yes. I mean, I know that's necessary for them sometimes, but like it's also serial killer training. <laughs> it's basically like serial killer boot camp. Yes. Yes it is. Um d- where did he serve? Did he go off Yeah, okay. so
1: we'll get there.
0: Sorry. Um, that's okay.
1: I've got that's so okay. many questions. I know. So Anthony was then his his training as far as like job training was on electrical wiring and he was first stationed in Havelock, North Carolina as an electrician. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, Anthony's daughter Julie was born. And he did stay in touch and sent money and gifts, but he and the daughter's mother did not kind of, I feel like that's kind of a given, but they didn't make it. They didn't stay together, but he did stay in touch. Three years later, in September of 1981, Anthony married fellow Marine Kim Yvette Lawson in North Carolina. Okay. So Anthony has claimed that his time with Kim was the happiest in his life and that she understood him like no other woman. He said that she helped him through the intimacy issues that he had, and she was instrumental to his healing from an incident in 1982 when a radiator hose exploded in his face, causing him to suffer second- and third-degree burns. Oh, ouch. As well as blinding him for months. Ouchie, ouchie. Yeah, and and you'll see his pictures, like pictures of him, Around the time that he was arrested, you know, later photos, he wears incredibly thick glasses. Yeah. Because of that. So, this isn't exactly the case for Kim, though. Oh, okay. No. She actually filed for divorce from Anthony the day she was discharged from the Marines. Oh, wow. In 1985 and she reportedly told her family that she married him to keep him from, quote, drinking himself out of the Marines.
0: Oh. Okay. And then she she divorced him the day that she was discharged so that she could leave, huh? Yes. Wow.
1: That's significant. Yeah. So there's not really, like, any official reports of abuse or anything, but clearly... Yeah, I I think that says a lot about how she felt things would go if she had left him sooner Absolutely. and was stuck on the same base as him. You know, not surprisingly, the marriage did not actually save him from drinking. Yeah, <laughs> any of us that ha- know and love addicts, that's <laughs> not how that works. So he was then um, at some point deployed to Okinawa, Japan. Okay. During his deployment there, he was demoted from sergeant to corporal due to an incident while he was out drinking where he got into a fight with an MP. For anybody that doesn't know what an MP is, it's basically the military police. Okay, thank you. Because some of us are silly and I yeah. did not know that. So they're the military guys that keep tabs yeah. on and control okay. the actual military. Okay. So here's the thing. They usually require alcohol counseling after an event like that, especially if it was bad enough that they demoted you.
0: Yeah, that seems like a big deal for just a fight, but
1: it just sort of fell through the cracks or something. Yeah. They never required him to go to counseling for it. Okay. That's... But nobody knows why. Why? Nobody knows why.
0: We don't know. That... Is okay. I mean I mean, look. I don't want the government coming after me. Yeah. But I'm
1: sure somebody knows why.
0: Or it like genuinely could have been an accident. Like there's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. It may have, yeah, and it I, may have fallen know, through the crowd. It's paperwork. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. We're we're we we wanna <laughs> get we don't wanna get snipered. <laughs> we're scared I'm, of the government. I'm
1: sure it wasn't intentional. So Anthony also reportedly went AWOL. Oh. At, okay. At one point. But he's delightful. Despite that, he managed to work his way back up to Sergeant Sergeant by the time he was discharged on January fifteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Okay. Good for him, I think. Here's what isn't in his service record. I, I oh no. Especially in his time in Okinawa, where he spent many nights in what is called the red light district
0: yeah that's the other thing about serial killers in the military they're overseas where uh-huh people in the red light district are dispensable yeah we don't think that they're dispensable no no they think that's that they're dispensable. me just yeah, yeah. cuz they don't um, really we all know how I Do feel much. about Israel Keys. I'm sure everybody knows how I feel about <laughs> you, Israel Keys. You've
1: mentioned it once or twice,
0: um, and uh, he he's one of them too. So, mm-hmm.
1: several sources, including a Marine stationed with Anthony at the time, say that Anthony targeted women who worked as strippers and sex workers. He would use bondage, choking, and domination acts on these girls who many admit often felt that they had to comply with any soldiers that picked them up. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because what are they going to do? It was also rumored that he may have even strangled some of them, but nobody knows for sure. Like I said, he was discharged in January of 1985. And when Anthony returned to East Cleveland after discharge, he came back to a city full of poverty and corruption. They're Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, okay. Cleveland, Ohio. Much like other big cities, Cleveland had developed a terrible crack cocaine problem, and he returned to his mother's home a changed man. Not necessarily in a good way. Uh, yeah. Anthony had to share a room with his nephew at the time, who reported that he was meticulous about the room and would get very upset if anyone touched his things, which that's not entirely shocking after being in the military. yeah, like,
0: that's pretty normal I would th- I would think you kind of, you get
1: in that habit of cleaning and straightening and having everything perfect. yeah, you honestly, that's kind of like a trauma response because in the military, if your stuff, especially when you're early on in the military and you're lower ranking. From what I know of the people in my life that have been in the military, that's how people can mess with you. Yeah. Like if they mess up your bed or they mess something up, they put something out of place Mm -hmm. when they do the room checks, then you're in trouble. Okay. So it's not shocking that he would behave in that fashion. Okay, But it is noted in several sources, so I thought I'd mention it. The main thing, though, is that both his sister, Tressa, and his former girlfriend both reported that he didn't seem like the same person, saying he lost his playfulness and had grown more stern and even mean at times. Okay. The mother of his child also was probably having financial difficulties, so she and their daughter moved into the home as well. Okay. Which... Had to kind of be a strain on everybody, I would imagine. Yeah. At that point, it was very much not a happy situation. Apparently, he was behind on paying child support, but he was also angry because his ex never put him on Jolie's birth certificate. Oh, so he didn't technically have to pay child support, do you think, legally? I don't know. I wouldn't think so but if they had previously and let me back up a second okay so ohio <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys i'm from ohio and i was a child of a divorce <laughs> where somebody had to pay <coughs> was supposed to pay child support but often didn't in the 80s ohio really didn't like people got away with not paying stuff okay very easily so even if they had like gone to court even if she had taken him to court somehow and said he should pay child support blah blah blah, and they didn't fully stick to the whole yeah you know well it has to be on the birth certificate it really wouldn't matter they're not going to come after him okay they really only started coming after people honestly i would say like the late 90s is when they really started Going into even going into their backlogs and looking and finding where people didn't pay, yeah, and then coming after them at that point. Okay, I know somebody who let's just say the same person who didn't pay their child support for me didn't pay their child support for other children. Oh, and then years later, after those children were actually adults, they ended up having to pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, though he never had to pay for me. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom's different because she, she just wanted out. So, anywho, too much information, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's kind of an idea of, like, what child support was like in the, in the 80s, in Ohio anyway. So, apparently, the reason he was behind on child support, though was because he was unwilling or unable to find work at the time. And he continued to drink heavily. It was even suspected that he started selling drugs. And in 1988, he gets his first of many criminal awards, (laughs) I guess.
0: Criminal awards? Do you mean arrests? Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, in 1988, he spent a week in jail on domestic violence charges, but there's not much information on that. The victim's identity is not public. It was suppressed, so. He was also arrested for possession of drugs that same year. He faced charges during that time period for disorderly conduct, DUIs, trespassing, public intoxication, Yay! He was really racking him up. A real winner, this one. hmm So the following year in 1989, he was arrested for aggravated burglary, but the charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. Shortly after, on July twenty second, nineteen eighty nine, he met twenty one year old Melvep
0: Sockwell. Melvep Sockwell.
1: The police report states that she was outside a motel where police were dispatched to investigate a disturbance. She and Anthony were both onlookers at the site, and she was there waiting for her boyfriend to return to their room, but nervous because of her history of drug use, and the incident appeared to be a drug raid. Okay. So, I don't know. It may have turned into a drug raid, like once they, maybe that's not what the call was for, but it kind of turned into that. So she decided to wait outside of the motel. Anthony approached her and said that her boyfriend told him to take her to his house until the police were gone. Sackwell, however, disputes the police report. She states that she met Anthony when her car broke down and he stopped to help, offering her a ride to his house. So she could use his phone. She goes with him, and it was the early morning hours. So he convinced her that they needed to go quietly upstairs, so not to wake to, to wake the family, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean this is the eighties, so there's no so cell phones.
0: And like, and I don't. Something tells me there's not a phone upstairs.
1: Well, even if there was a phone upstairs, like you could have a phone in your bedroom. But why would you go upstairs to the bedroom next to the other bedrooms where people are sleeping instead of using everybody in the 80s had a phone in either their living room or their kitchen?
0: I had a phone in my kitchen. Why would you not
1: just why can't I use the phone in the kitchen? I think it's important to note this is a good spot to note. Anthony's not a big guy. He doesn't come, he doesn't look very intimidating. You know, he's not like a Ted Bundy. Like, I don't necessarily think women were like, oh, but he's cute, you know? Yeah. But he didn't, he doesn't look threatening.
0: No, he definitely
1: does not. So I think that many people probably very much underestimated. What he would even be capable of doing, therefore, kind of setting aside any red flags they may have felt, thinking, like, oh, well, okay, you know, I just want to make that clear because otherwise, when you read it, like when you hear it, you're like, why would she do that? Why would you go upstairs in a stranger's house? But I think that probably had a lot to do with it, plus the fact that. She may have been drinking or high or, like... You don't know. You don't know. So she just may not have been using her best judgment. So, Sackwell then says, once they got to his room, he closed the door and window, placed a suitcase in the middle of the room, and then came up behind her with a knife saying, I don't think I need to tell you what's going to happen now.
0: The suitcase. The suitcase. So was that to, like threaten her and be like I think it was to make a point of
1: like yeah you're gonna be leaving here in this suitcase not alive
0: well the good thing about me is that I don't fit in the suitcase (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I don't know how large the suitcase was Uh, I don't think there's luggage that I can fit in no you don't I I don't know I'm big girl We could try. We could. Let's go to the store. We'll start (laughs) trying trying the biggest luggage ever. A suitcase. All that to be said. That's terrifying. Yes, it is.
1: She reported after the fact that she complied, thinking that he wouldn't kill her if she went along with everything. But at the same time, she said she begged for mercy, telling him that she was three months pregnant. Regardless, he ended up brutally raping her multiple times over a 15-hour period. Oh, my God. He had her gagged and bound, telling her he was going to kill her, but that he first needed some rest. Of course, he had been drinking heavily, so she waited until he fell asleep, and she felt... Okay, he's in a deep enough sleep and he's been drinking, so he's probably not much is gonna wake him up. And she waited, she waited that out. She made her way to the window and managed to get it open enough to kind of wiggle her way out onto the roof. Bound, wow, gagged, naked. I'm speechless. I'm sorry. She's out on the roof. That's why I'm kind of going slow yeah. <laughs> to like let it s- settle in. She's out on the roof. She sees two ladies getting into a car down on the street, and she tried to get their attention by moving her head, especially, and screaming through the gag, when suddenly she was grabbed and dragged back into the house. Can you imagine how scared she was? Holy crap. I don't want, I don't want to think about that, but yeah. Fortunately, it was not Anthony dragging her back in. It was his sister, Tressa.
0: However- Yeah, I can't wait to see how Tressa reacts to this one.
1: Tressa unties her, but then questioned her about why didn't you scream? Why didn't we
0: hear you? Oh, Tressa,
1: babe. So no, no,
0: no, no, no. no, It was
1: very much as if Tressa didn't believe that she had been raped. I don't know- I just feel like if I see a naked woman trying to get, that's bound and gagged on my roof, yeah trying to get strangers' attention, I'm <coughs> likely to believe her. <laughs> that yeah, something is amiss. Yeah. So fortunately, as well, somebody did notice and called 911. Police and fire teams show up. But when they attempt to wake Anthony up to question him, he rolled back over in bed while responding, I'm going back to sleep. That is so asinine. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Anthony was arrested and indicted for multiple counts of rape and kidnapping. But here's your favorite. He was Don't released say it. on bond. Don't say it. Oh, He was released on bond. He then failed to show up in court,
0: so a warrant was issued for his arrest. Well, you know what wouldn't have happened if he was out, if, he, if he hadn't been out on bond? I'm about to tell you what wouldn't have happened. Oh, gosh. He commits crimes while he's out on bond? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. It's like they're proving the point for me.
1: Yes. On June 24th, 1990, while evading arrest for the rape of Sockwell... Anthony was accused of another rape in which the victim ultimately decided not to testify. However, they do catch him and arrest him.
0: So stupid. Oh, my gosh. This
1: could have been so avoided. And on September 12th, 1990, Anthony is sentenced five to 15 years after taking a deal and pleading guilty to... Attempted rape for the
0: attack on Sockwell. Um, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. She was naked, tied up, yes, gagged, yes, and on the roof, yes. And he's gonna do what? Less than five? You said five to t- five to five fifteen. To fifteen. So years. he's gonna do less than five. Well, no. Okay.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't. I, can't, I can give you that little happy piece of news. No, I'm not and happy I'm about to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, now we're at his time in prison. His time in prison was from 1990 to 2005. That's the year my little brother was born. Just as he did in the military, Anthony did well with the structure and rules of prison. He attended classes focused on managing his anger and substance abuse, including a class called Cage Your Rage.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Just cage yourself, stay in jail. We'll solve a lot of problems that way. (laughs) I don't know
1: what to say. The name of that just... Okay. I can't...
0: I don't know. I don't know what to say. This case
1: is so sad. That makes me... I I know, but that's like the the one funny thing out of the entire case is the name of that class.
0: your rage, Ramona, and Leona. That's what's getting us through this. Uh, Yeah.
1: So, records show that he signed up for a sex offender treatment program, but was denied admission because he refused to admit he committed sex offenses. She was tied up. (laughs) (laughs) On your roof, my dude. It is assumed that he refused because it would have put him at risk. Well, you know, sex offenders are—they
0: don't do well in prison. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm all about that particular branch of Darwinism. I know, like, I know you don't commit crimes against women or children in jail. I yeah, yeah. I I follow a guy on TikTok. Have you guys seen this guy? He's—he went to jail in Florida. And he talks about like what happens in jails in Florida well, is rough. I don't know his usual name. I don't username. think I want to
1: hear that. Yeah.
0: Well, I, the reason I found him was uh, he was talking about how Nicholas Cruz, the uh, Parkland shooter, is going to do in prison oh. in Florida. And um, yeah, he said, don't you worry. The death penalty would have been too kind. <laughs> like it's going to be rough. Yeah. So I often think that I have to say.
1: I don't, I have mixed feelings about the death penalty in general, but like, I also question when people want, like, really want the death penalty for someone. I feel like they probably would have it a lot worse in jail. Oh, yeah. This guy definitely will. Because, especially depending on what they've done. Yeah. So, yeah. Well. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. He was consistently, he did do the 15 years. He was consistently okay. denied parole. Due that, to, that makes me feel a little bit yes, better. Due to the violent nature of the crime, and he ultimately served the full 15. About a month before being released, he found out that his nephew, who had been living with his widowed stepmother,
0: had been defrauding her of her social security checks. Oh, rude. I hate that. Don't do that. Don't take advantage of old people. It's the worst. No. No. Yeah, Bad. Newspaper hit. No. Put it back. Well,
1: in this area, apparently Anthony's a good guy. As I roll my eyes. (laughs) He decides that upon release, he will get his nephew out of the house and he will move in. To keep an eye on her as well as it's like a win win. He has he gets a place a to live. Yeah. He'll keep an eye on her and not defraud her of her social security. Okay. Fair enough. He's released in June of 2005. And what is also released is a psychological evaluation that classified him as the lowest level of offender called a sexually oriented offender, which statistically indicates that they are unlikely to reoffend. okay hold on
0: pause how on earth is a okay let's <laughs> let's be real okay hold on i know that he was found he pleaded for attempted, attempted right, right 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 but let's before we do before we list him as the low let's look at what okay i'm sorry <laughs> i yeah. want to clarify yeah that this woman was being raped for 15 hours, and he got arrested after being accused of another
1: rape while he was out on bond. For
0: the first rape. Yes. And so, um, what about that? He oh, uh, number one, first of all, he had already reoffended. Yeah, right. Uh, number two, What? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pull myself together and we're going to move on. I have questions. Uh, first I want to talk. How it dare you? <laughs> well, first of all, how dare you? Um, whoever wrote this, I just want to talk. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk. Yeah. No hands. Just want to talk. Yeah. There will be some hands. There may be some hands. <laughs> in, in parentheses. Catch these hands. Catch them. All right. I think this
1: might be a good place to stop. Part one. Alright, my hands are warming up. We're
0: gonna fight somebody. I don't know who
1: yet. You get ready. You get ready to fight. Okay.
0: (coughs) So sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm leaving that one in. No, it's gonna be such a hard episode to edit because I'm coughing.
1: It's okay. It's okay. I'll just quiet them down so they're not... It's okay. Ten
0: bucks, ten points if you can catch all my calls. (laughs) We'll play a game. Okay, I don't want to do part two. We have to. Um, Can't leave the. I hope you hanging. guys want to. I go. Yeah, I hope you want to hear part two. Um, even if well. you don't want to, but you want to, you know. Yeah. Sometimes that's how it goes with these cases. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Part two is coming. It'll be Monday. Yes. You'll get part two. So. Absolutely. Right and early on Monday morning, you'll have something to listen to on your way to work. <laughs>
1: also. Although- don't know that this, this is a good not Monday listening. Maybe listen to it later on Monday. Yeah. It's probably not the best way to start the day.
0: I mean. I don't know. That's up to you. If you wake up on the right side of the bed, then yes. If you wake up bad mood. Yeah. Maybe not. Listen, we're all about
1: true crime, but we're also about mental health awareness. Oh, yeah. And don't make yourself suffer by listening to the wrong things at the wrong time or by listening to
0: too much. Why does do I feel attacked? <laughs>
1: You're not. Uh, we're all guilty of it. I think anybody <laughs> that loves true crime is guilty of that. Yeah. And and so so I would just like to bring awareness to it uh, yeah. so that you can okay. catch
0: it before you like spiral. Yeah, okay. She's right. Please listen to both parts <laughs> for our <laughs> but numbers. <yeah. laughs> but yes. Um yeah. listen to both parts. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Catch you on Monday. I'm just dreading it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at Burden of Proof Pod and email us at burdenofproofpod at gmail.com.